It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband and co-host, Kyle, to discuss the NCAA East Prelims, which took place May 25th through 29th in Hodges Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. So welcome back, Kyle. That's a weird place to go to for East Prelims. I feel like we never go to Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I mean, it is very southeast. It's kind of good. But this is the East Prelims, not the Southeast Prelims. Okay, so anybody else want a new co-host? <laughs> I'm just saying, of all the places that we've been to that are like track and field, like, you know, premier venues, I never thought Jacksonville would be the place to go. Well, again, as we've discussed, FSU has a really strong track and field program. So it's not shocking that we would go there. Baby, where's, where is FSU located? In Florida. What city? I have no idea. Florida. <laughs> That'd be Tallahassee, about an hour and change away from Jacksonville. Well, it's still Florida. It's, I, you know, look, it is close. You could have been a lot farther away from Jacksonville than I, than, than I thought you'd be, but hey. You know, you could have just let me run with it. Oh, no, that's too good of an opportunity to let pass by. Well, speaking of opportunities, do you want to talk about some highlights for some great opportunities for our actual athletes that yep. competed? Yeah, I, I would love to do that. And just as a kind of preface for us, obviously we'll talk about highlights. And then we're going to talk about the qualifiers for people that are moving on into the NCAA championships as well as the full meet itself. But for your highlights, we, of course, are headlining with Joyce Camelli, who won both of her heats in a three- thousand meter steeplechase you heard me right three thousand meter steeplechase jessica has got a migraine right now because kyle said this sentence wrong she did not run the steeplechase twice i i was getting there the five thousand meter as well so she won both her heats in the three thousand meter steeplechase and the five thousand meter uh just run overall to qualify for nationals there you go there we go but look two events going to be represented by Joyce Camelli. That's impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. And her 5,000 meter time was the second fastest in Auburn history. You know, she'll just, she'll get the fastest one in Auburn history at actual at nationals. That's what I feel like is coming. Okay. Presley Weems also for our lady distance runners broke the Auburn school record for the 1500 meter run. Weems's time of four minutes, 12 sec 12.52 seconds beat Joyce Camelli's record set back on April 9th of this year. Yeah. So she has Presley has continued to progress in her level of competition. Like she is just kind of I'll be honest, kind of come out of left field for me. Like I knew she was one of our mainstays. She has and like has just like taken it up to a next level, which is really 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 impressive. 
Definitely. So moving on to the men, we had Malik Medivir. He won his heat in the 400 meter hurdles, which automatically qualifies him for nationals. And then Kylie Carter won the NCAA East prelims in the javelin with a throw of 56.01 meters, which obviously automatically qualifies her for nationals. So those are like the major highlights, like big things that happened. Of those, Jessica, which one's most surprising for you? Probably Malik Medivere. I, I knew he was really competitive in the 400 meter hurdles. I just didn't realize he was going to win this event. I would say that would probably be what I, w- I would go to as well, uh, just because we've talked so much about Kylie. And of course, we've talked so much about Joyce, who's already a national championship uh, for herself this year in indoor competition. You know, I think Presley Weems is a bit of a, I won't say a surprise, but like, just like we knew she, she was that slow burn throughout like, the whole season. She it, has just constantly progressed and gotten better um and it's just been really nice so not shocking but if you had talked about presley weems at the beginning of outdoor Mm -hmm. i don't know that we would have expected her to go to nationals very pleasant surprise the best way i can say it even though it's probably not a surprise right so just moving on let's talk about everybody that did qualify for to move on to outdoor championships so um we did have a lot of competitors here that went to the east prelims but we did have 11 competitors um, that qualified for nationals with 12 events. So Joyce Camelli is actually the only one that qualified in two different events. Like Kyle said, the 3,000 meter steeplechase and the 5,000 meter run. Obviously, Presley Weems qualified in the 1,500 meter. Ashley Carter and Kylie Carter. No both, relation that we know of. <laughs> right. Both uh, qualified in the javelin. Natasha Jordan qualified in the heptathlon. Maddie Malone qualified in the hammer throw. Cade Antonucci in the javelin. Eric Brown in the 800 meter. Niles Fisher in the javelin, Malik Medivere in the 400 meter hurdles, and Alex Spyridonidis in the decathlon. So four competitors qualified in javelin. So I'd say our javelin coach is pretty top notch. Well, it just throws in general. And we've been talking a lot about the ladies throwing team forever and how good they've been doing. But now the guys have really stepped it up as well. Like Niles, like I came, what, like two or three meets into the outdoor competition season and just like blew the competition out of the water from the very get go. Uh, so to have him and Ashley and Kylie complimenting each other, obviously on the men and women's side, has been nothing short of just amazing to watch Auburn be dominant in something across the board. Because we've been talking a lot about like Arkansas, you know, Oregon, teams like that, Texas, Florida State, teams like that, you know, really setting their mark and controlling the competition from, in some areas. But Auburn has now made its case for itself to be one of the best. If not, we'll find out next week, I guess, or in the next coming weeks, uh, the best javelin team in the nation. Yeah, definitely. So the other thing that I'd like to point out from this as well is that we've got a good um, diversity of events mm-hmm. that are spread out here. The only thing that's a little lacking in my view, and only because, you know, I'm I thought we had an opportunity to at least have one person here were the sprints. I thought this. Yeah. Sprints and the jumps. Jumps as well yet too. But I was, I was hoping we'd get at least one qualifier yeah, and for And I sprints. think we had, we had a lot of potential at the beginning of the season. Dante Brown. I Chris, mean. Christopher Grant. If yeah. I can get his name out. Yeah. We had, we had some potential, but unfortunately just didn't pan out this season. But there's always opportunity in the future. But what I'm also happy about is to see that not only is the heptathlon you know, represented here for us, but the decathlon as well. The what? The decathlon, whatever. Nope, decathlon. Decathlon. My goodness, Kyle, use your words. Yeah, what's a decathlon? I don't know. Something, I don't know. I'm not even going to try to 
to justify what I just did there. Yeah, that was a disaster. We all know that we struggle here on the show pronunciation. And by we, we mean Kyle. All right, you want to try to pronounce some of these names? Yes, I'll go ahead and start us off with all of, these are all the events that we had an athlete compete in. So, like I said, this is the NCAA East prelims. So, we had Christopher Grant competing in the men's 100-meter dash. There were 46 competitors. Mm. He placed 28th. With a time of 10.32 seconds, which is his fastest of the year. So that's amazing. And, you know, you can't ask for anything better. And I, I will say this for, you know, actually, let me let me take a step out and then go back in a little bit more focused on the event itself and kind of as meets itself. We talked a lot about, you know, different sizes of meets. You know, there's been some meets where there's been like 12 in this, in this event. And there's some that's been like 30. But now you're seeing 46 people competing in this event. I mean, you're, this is all of this region coming together. I was going to say, and obviously this is extremely strategic. So the max is 48 per event. Right. So, because it's the top 12 qualifying. Right. So this is the best of the best of the best. Not just the best of your conference. This is the best of the, of AC, the East. Of the East, right. Yes. On this side of the country. And obviously that will all combine. So it's only going to get tougher. And Christopher Grant... Did a great job all season. I'm just, I mean, I'm disappointed for him, and I know he's disappointed as well that he didn't make it, but that doesn't take away from the great things he did this season. Yeah, definitely. So for the men's 200-meter dash, we had Brandon Smiley. He placed 30th out of 48 competitors in um, his first race with a time of 21.05. Actually qualified for the quarterfinals. Um, unfortunately, placed 23 out of 23 there with a time of 21.23 seconds. So ran faster his first race, um, didn't qualify for nationals, but actually made it to the quarterfinals, which is amazing. I know they have a break in between races, but the fact that people run faster than their sec than their first time to me just blows my mind because like I just run five steps and then I can't even like, well, to be fair, usually the quarterfinals are a day after. I know. And I, I know they're usually spread out very nicely for these athletes, but to me, it's just, I don't know. Like I'd get out there and give it my all in that first one. And that's like, that's all I've got for the know, rest of the year, for the rest of the year, probably. Well, you know, okay. I am not a world-class athlete. Though, no, so. clearly not. Ooh, shots fired. All right. Men's 800 meter. Eric Brown got 14th out of 47 in his first race with a time of one minute, 49.4 seconds. Now he got to the quarterfinals and got ninth yep. out of 24. Uh, so not anything to really be ashamed about there. Got one minute, 48 point nine seconds so and with that qualified for finals exactly and got you know a, a much better time in that second race as well moving on to the men's 400 meter hurdles um we've got malik medivere placing fourth out of 47 competitors in the first round with a time of 50.67 seconds obviously he qualified for quarterfinals placed third out of 23 athletes with a faster time of 49.86 seconds and obviously he qualified for um, for nationals, like we said before. Yeah, big surprise of the meet here and going to be representing the Tigers on the biggest stage in the country. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system 
where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, let's talk about high jumps uh, for the men. We got Dontavius Hill, 21 out of 43 competitors, all jumping away. Uh, he had a jump of two. 0.11 meters and that kind of meets uh actually his lowest of the season mm-hmm. thus far uh but still the fact that he at least kind of met the lowest part of that didn't go below that that's a good sign there uh, we also had tj funches who got 41st out of the 43 competitors with a jump of 2.06 meters and then the shot put now we're in the throwing events for the man adam strauss 16 out of 44 competitors, a throw of 18.46 meters. So moving on to the men's hammer throw, we had Eric Ebel placing 21st out of 47 athletes with a throw of 62.83 meters. And then Kyle Moison placing 26th with a throw of 61.46 meters. Now, finally for the men, we had two competitors in the javelin, the two that qualified for nationals. So 48 competitors. Niles Fisher placed fifth out of 48 with a throw of 73.59 meters, which shockingly isn't even his best of the season. So looking forward to seeing him on the national stage. And then Kate Antonucci with not his best either, but with a throw of 71.78 meters. So both men threw kind of right in the middle towards the top of their best throw of the season but i think they've got a little bit more for mm. nationals to even do better so look at Cade's best throw of the season is just underneath niles yeah that be- or actually what he did in this meet so that kind of gives you a, a, an idea of what both are capable of here you know this could be a situation where we you know it, it's probably a little bit of an outside chance here we might get two placements on the uh, first and second third for the men it's a possibility i mean we're going to be going up against the best of the west too over there with with the two of them so when they yeah yeah basically you're going to be going up against the best of the best across the entire country so there's an opportunity here and and i'll be honest i was a little bit shocked that cade was going to make it so another nice surprise yeah definitely all right, let's talk about the 1,500-meter run for the women. We're in the women's events now. We already talked about it. Presley Weems, no shock there now. It's because we've gotten used to talking about the great things that she's done. Fourth out of 46 competitors in her first run with a time of 4 minutes, 16.3 seconds. Followed that up, got one better. Third out of the 23 in the quarterfinals with a run of 4 minutes, 12.5 seconds. Four seconds, almost four seconds slower than she did in the actual initial race. You mean faster. Faster, excuse me. I said I meant that, meant that the other way around. All right, we've got also the steeplechase, which we've already talked about. Joyce Camelli, second out of 47. The fact that 47 people ran that, that race, that's just... Who Who are you? 
Joy. same people that do the 400 meter hurdles idiots i would much rather do the 400 meter hurdles no, than i'd rather do the three jump meters. over a hurdle into water and, and run keep running and run long distance that's just awful uh second out of 47 with a time of nine minutes uh 50.5 seconds so moving on to the women's 400 meter hurdles, somebody that's not an idiot is <laughs> Tyler Cobert. She plays 42nd out of 47 competitors with a time of 61.75 seconds. Women's high jump a was a big competition for Auburn. Yes. They had four competitors from Auburn and three of them jumped to the exact same height. And the, so you talked about earlier that, you know, we wish we had some jumps in there. It wasn't from lack of trying here. Right. Yeah, that's true. So we had Natasha Jordan again placing 18th out of 48 with a jump of 1.72 meters. Caroline Lawrence, same placement, 18th, same jump, 1.72 meters. Zatoria Thompson placed 38th with the same jump, 1.72 meters. And then finally, Kamaya Dendi placing 41st with 1.67 meters. So all of these women were right there together. And as a reminder, even though they got the same height, they did uh, Natasha and Caroline did it in less tries than Satori cleared did. it more Cle- times. Cleared it more times. Excuse me, I had there that right. Go. I had to go to get it wrong. Go to the referee's booth there to clarify oh, that. Bless your sweetheart. Look, Kamaya just said, "You know what? I'm tired of everybody doing 1.72. I'm just going to do my own thing at 1.67." Yeah. All right, now let's talk about some more throwing things. We've got the women's shot put first up. Tori McKinley, 35 out of 45 competitors with her throw of 15.3 meters. Not her best on the, se- on the season, but not a bad showing whatsoever. Followed by Mara Hewalt, 38th out of 45 competitors with a throw of 15.16 meters. Also the discus, Mara Hewalt, 19th out of 44 competitors with a throw of 50.84 uh, meters. We also had Jocelyn Bugwood, 34 out of 44 competitors, 48.76 meters for her. So moving on to Kyle's two favorite events, which unfortunately I'm stealing from him tonight. That's fine. Women's hammer throw, Maddie Malone, obviously a qualifier like we talked about. She placed ninth out of 46 competitors with a throw of 64.52 meters actually not even her best this season so really excited to see her in nationals i think she's got a lot of potential to score really high um and then finally the women's javelin again four auburn athletes two that qualified for nationals so 50 50 i'm I'm loving these odds so kylie carter won the whole thing 47 competitors 56.01 meters was her greatest or her her best throw. Again, not her best of the season, which is amazing that she won the whole thing and it wasn't even her best mm-hmm. of the season. So really, really think that she's got a potential to win the whole thing at nationals. Um, Ashley Carter placed 11th with a throw of 50.4 meters. Again, not even her best. And so if she had thrown her best, she would have been top five of this competition. So really excited to see Ashley compete at nationals as well. Then we had Shania Hawley placing 20th with uh, her season best of 47.78 meters, followed by Kiara McCarroll placing 25th with a throw of 47.28 meters. Yeah, a little bit uh, surprising that Shania was able to, you know, a good jump over Kiara because we've seen her right behind Kylie and Ashley yep. all season. So great showing for her on the bit, one of the biggest stages that she's seen all season. Uh, sad for Kiara because I kind of hoped on an outside chance we might get to send three to nationals. I know I'm kind of asking for a little too much. You, you are a pipe dreamer. Well, but look, you know, we yeah. are really proud of all four of the javelin throwers. Well, all six, I should say, because uh, the men too. But I think overall, this was a really positive meet for Auburn. Jessica, I'm going to put us on the spot here. I want to know, who do you think 
finishes in the top three of their events at nationals. Kylie Carter, Presley Weems. Presley. Wow. I'm yeah. shocked. I I I, de- she, I definitely think Presley Weems will be top okay. three. Um, I think Maddie Malone's got potential. I think Malik Medivere's got potential. I mean, I think they all have potential to score really high. And obviously, I think Joyce Camelli's got potential. I think with Joyce, my only concern is that... You know, she's had a couple injuries, you know, mm-hmm. with her knees and everything. When's it going to wear out or when's something going right. to not go as well? Or... And the fact that she's in two major distance events, you know, you just don't know. So. Right. So I think it's a given. And I think we both agree that we're anticipating Kylie and Joyce to be in the top three when all is said and done. How far up? That's to be determined. But I think we're expecting the podium for I think that. Kylie's going to win. I, I don't want to put that pressure on her because she doesn't listen to our podcast. It I know, matter. but I'm just actually we think sometimes they do. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but if you are listening, uh, thanks for listening. Um, but I do think last year, if you remember, she was kind of riding high. Yep. She went in had like was dominating well, everything. Two years. Ago. Two years. I'm sorry. I look. I just forgot last season. Last year, it's it's gone for me. It's dead. Well, to me. it didn't exist. So exactly. we all forgot it. But two seasons ago, she came in riding very high and then kind of, you know, I think she finished like third or something like that at Nationals. Uh, nothing to get, uh, you know, be ashamed about, but um, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a downer at the yeah, end. Yeah, but two years stronger. It, it is absolutely true. Uh, I am expecting Joyce and Kylie to be on the podium. I hope Presley can get there. I, I wouldn't, I'm kind of not as confident as you on that. I would expect Niles to be there. I'm kind of expecting Auburn to be represented on both sides of the podium for javelin throw because of how dominant they're being. And lastly, I think there's going to be a surprise, and I feel like it's going to be Natasha Jordan. Okay. I don't know why. I have no basis to expect that. I, I just look at her name, and I've seen her surprise us in a lot of, you know, because she's not only competed in the heptathlon season, but we've seen her make some waves in just single events uh, throughout the rest of the season. So I'm just going to throw Natasha Jordan's name out there. Maybe a you know dark horse to get there on the podium at the heptathlon. Could be. I I know I'm a dreamer and I'm reaching a little bit, but hey, that's what I do. All right. Well, that's all we've got for the NCAA East. So like I said, Auburn goes to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. They're June 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. So another four-day meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so these championships will actually be held at the University of Oregon of at course. Hayward Field. Always out at Oregon. Always in Oregon. Eugene, Oregon. You know, the home of Nike. We're there. Good thing is, is it'll probably be at least, you know, obviously barring rain and stuff like that. It should be mild weather out there, or at least decent weather. Uh, for running all these outdoor events obviously that it's going to be benefit from that Uh, long way to travel it's going to be obviously the auburn fans won't be able to travel out there that much right who knows if they're even allowing people come out there all that but i would imagine there'll be some events if not all of them on national television so make sure you tune in make sure at least follow on social media this is an opportunity we have not had as Auburn fans in quite some time to really get invested in the national event for track and field thanks for joining us war eagle war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?